Hi, and welcome to the Oil and Gas Accounting Podcast. I'm your co-host, Tom Weyerman, Executive Director of COPUS, the Council of Petroleum Accountant Societies. I'm here with my co-host, Phil Sherwood, owner and founder of Sherware, that provides software for oil and gas operators and accountants. If you're a CPA, an accountant, a bookkeeper, an office manager, or if you're an oil and gas operator doing your own accounting, this podcast is for you. We're here talking with the experts in their respective accounting areas to keep you up to speed on the latest accounting news, rules, and data. There is so much happening in the world today, especially in oil and gas, that affects the accounting function of a business. Our job on this podcast is to keep you up to date and help you see more, know more, and do more as an accounting professional in our field. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody. This episode is a continuation of our series on the different oil and gas accounting software applications and vendors that are available to the industry. That's right, Phil. We thought it would be good to showcase several of the accounting software applications that are prevalent, rather, in the industry and to dig into what they offer. This will give everyone an opportunity and some insight into each company and really what pain points they solve in the industry. And our guest today, Tom, is Pete Waldrup, the CEO of W Energy Software. Welcome to the podcast, Pete. Hey, thanks. Glad to be here, guys. Appreciate it. Pete, it's great to have you on the podcast. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Let's get sure. It. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. Um, so I'm a 30-year oil and gas guy. I started at Anderson Consulting, and I wrote an application there, which we called TIPS, uh, which became a fundamental midstream product a lot, long time ago. And then uh, after that, left to form a company called Quorum Business Solutions, which is one of our big competitors today. Worked there for about six years and decided I want to go a different direction than the other founders. So uh, I left that, started a company called Capitalized Consulting, did that for a few years, and then had a bunch of clients come back to me and say, Pete, how are you doing? And um, can we get you to build some software for us? And I kept putting it off, but I finally decided, all right, it's probably time to do it. And uh, so we did. We, um, we actually went in, started W Energy in 2009 and kind of got kicked off with some software and I just had a lot of fun with it. So you've been in the industry, you said 30 years, but pretty much on the software side for a big part of that. Is that right? Yeah, mostly software. I've done some consulting, obviously, as well, but mostly software in my career. So fortunate enough to do that and enjoy it a ton. Okay, great. Well, Pete, you talked a little bit about how you got started. Let's maybe shift gears and talk about you know the market share that you have. So W Energy Software has captured over 40% of the market right now for natural gas accounting. What's driving this? What's driven it? I think in, in the midstream market in particular, it's pretty easy for us because I had such a fundamental background in the tips processing and really understood the most complicated part kind of, of any midstream function is really the allocation. And I think I understood that better than kind of anybody else really because of my background with tips for so many years. And uh, so when we, we started W Energy, I said, look, there are things we can do to make it better. So I collaborated with some really great technologists, got really fortunate and lucky in some ways, because I think that's some part of making any company great. And we actually, uh, we built something that's just better. It's easier to use. It's modern, it's web-based, it's much faster. And so I think when clients who see the old stuff and then see our new stuff, they understand, wow, this is just a whole different version of something that really helps us do our job better and faster and easier. I think that's why we've had so much luck at displacing the competitors and uh, as well as gaining green share market as well, green field market. Yeah, you talked briefly there. Let's, I want to back up even further. You talked just briefly about having some clients come and say, hey, could you write us some software? And that's how you started W Energy. Could you go into a little bit more detail and, and how this all came about? I sure can. You know, I think one of the things I'll say is I got really lucky early in my career. And I think clients appreciated that even though I was pretty green, pretty raw, there were a couple of things that I was willing to do. One is I'd work really hard for my clients no matter what. 
And, and I was pretty honest. I'm a very blunt kind of person. So I'm very honest with people. I tell people this is the deal and this is what we're doing. And I think those two things served me fortunately very well, even when I was younger and a little more raw <laughs> as we all are in our twenties and thirties, right? But I think clients understood that if they dealt with me, that uh, they would know that I was going to get the straight answer and I'd be honest with them and that you know we would work really hard for them. And so when clients came back to me in the kind of mid 2000s, they were like, hey, Pete, we, we want software from you again. We'd like to talk to you about that. We liked what you were doing before. And um, I really had to think about it. It took me a couple of years to really get my arms wrapped around whether I want to go compete with the guys I'd start corn with. But I finally decided, you know, let's go do it. Let's create something better. And there's an opportunity to do it. I felt like there was just a real technology opportunity as well as a service opportunity that we could change the game in energy software. I think that's what we've done. Yeah. So you guys are cloud-based and you said you started this in 2009. Yep. Um, you know, with the way the industry is slow to adapt technology, especially back in the early 2000s, what made you decide to go strictly cloud-based? Yeah. Great question, Phil. I'll tell you a couple of things. One is in 2009, we weren't strictly cloud-based. The software could be strictly cloud-based because it was all web-based applications built from scratch. But what I told our clients then was, look, we'll install it on-premise for you or we'll install it in the cloud, either one. My original thinking was exactly the same as you, right? Big oil and gas companies are never going to go to the cloud. Uh, I was quite a bit wrong there, obviously. But then, <laughs> I don't a lot of things in my career, but I got lucky on this one. So, but I did feel like the small companies who didn't want to have to build their own IT footprint or didn't have time to do it yet were going to be interested in this solution. And so that's what it really was early on. We would build software, right? put it out, new sell it to a client and a client. If they were small, we're like, man, this is great for us. But then what happened was instead of moving out in-house, they just kept it there. And then about five, six years ago, all of a sudden the shift in oil and gas happened. And so clients who we would talk to one week would say, we absolutely will not talk to you at cloud. The next week we're like, it must be in the cloud. Kind of caught me a little off guard. Frankly, I wish I could say I was brilliant and that was the case, but it wasn't that. But um, but we did have a solution that I felt like must be on the internet, must be web-based from the very beginning. And that was the, when we prototyped the different tool sets in the beginning, I said, listen, it's got to be web-based, has to be in the cloud, whether whether clients will use it in the cloud or not, must be cloud capable. And so we got really fortunate in that, and that decision worked out really well for us. Yeah, that's really interesting. Now you talked about you did midstream at Quorum, and so your customers some more midstream. Uh, so you started out in midstream. What other midstream offerings does uh, W Energy take? Sure, I think we're pretty end to end. If you think of midstream as gas processing, we handle that. Gas transportation, we handle that. Crude transportation, we handle that. The only thing we really don't do, what I think was kind of a midstream function slash downstream, is refining. But we don't have any really refining software yet. We're going to get to that. But uh, right now we, we move product and we process gas pretty effectively. So we're the number one uh, crude transporter in the country in terms of software. Now we move over a billion barrels a month through our product. Pretty fun for us. And uh, we move water, crude, NGLs, refined products, you name it, we move it. We have all of Exxon's North American pipelines, as well as a bunch of other pipelines in Canada and the U.S. And uh, so we do a lot of product movement. That's kind of the midstream part. But what about upstream? I mean, what upstream software do you do you take care of? What problems do you solve there? Yeah, another good question. You know, one of the things I thought early on was we needed to get to upstream to be an effective and fully comprehensive solution for the market. So we've been working at this for a lot of years. Uh, we started about 2013 with XTO, which was a sub of ExxonMobil at that time, working with those guys. And we began building out the DO solution, division order solution. And then from there, which was fun because they added a bunch of scale, right? We went from kind of five and 10 users at a time to 200 users in the application and lots of transactions and stuff like that. So it really added scale to the application nicely. And then from there, what I kept looking for, what are the opportunities to build the next upstream module? And then our guys, I finally just said, we're going to build financial accounting. That's the deal. We're going to implement ourselves. We're going to do that. And we started selling it. And uh, that's been a very effective part of it as well. So now what we offer an upstream is a full ERP, which includes cost accounting, financial accounting, revenue accounting, land, 
uh, production accounting. So it's the whole suite of upstream ERP and it's all cloud and web-based super fast. Our stuff runs, we, we sell clients, but when we benchmark against some of the competitors, literally 150 times faster to run a revenue process in our application versus our competitors, which is pretty fun. So one of the things that's happening now is we're seeing that we're sole sourced for clients that have kind of that $10,000 more case where they know that they can't handle the two-day run times in their current applications for revenue. So we took one of our clients, they're running in four days, it runs in four hours on our application. So still has performance improvement to go, but we feel good about the start we got with them and we're still working on it. That's pretty amazing. So, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that things like that are what really what's driving you to add a lot of new customers these days. It, it is for sure. I think if you think about why clients are moving us, I think it's three things. One is um, our service, we're known for our service, right? If we have a problem or an issue with the client, we're going to put them into what we call hypercare mode. We're going to get them resolved to the point they're happy. And I don't care what it costs. doesn't matter to me, any of that. Until that client's happy, I'm not happy. And my guys understand that's the deal. Second thing is we're using technology to make things better. So a web-based application is easier to use. It's familiar to our users, right? It's not some old client server junk from you know the 80s or 90s, right? And then the third thing is we just really focus on cost. And the way we do that is I'm not trying to be the lowest cost provider in terms of licensing or any of that. Don't care about that. I'm not even going to try to do that. But what we do is we provide a total cost of ownership that over four or five years is going to be about half of most of our competitors because we don't charge for upgrades. So imagine that when you're looking at, hey, I want to take this year's upgrade because I want performance features and it's free to me to do that. That's a pretty impressive thing, right? Right. So those three things are really what drive a lot of our clients to us now. If you're doing accounting for oil and gas companies alone, you and the companies you serve are missing out. Copas provides expertise for the oil and gas industry through the development of model form accounting procedures, publications, and education. With more than 2,600 members and 26 societies, members of Copas are all over the United States and Canada. Being a Copas member means that you are at the forefront of driving change and innovations that shape accounting in the petroleum industry. Outpace the rest and learn more about our industry's best accounting practices, standards, and guidelines that will propel your career. Find out how to join at copas.org. Yeah, you talked about the speed and being a technology guy, I'm always interested in technology. What type of stack do you have behind that that provides that kind of speed? Yeah. I'm not going to share the secret sauce, Phil. That's a great question, but I'm not going to share I'll give you some I'll give you some hints. How about that? We use, we use Ruby on Rails for the front end, and then we're sitting on a SQL Server database. So all the data is easily accessible, which is, I'm going to talk about this for just a second. I'm going to sideline your question for half a second. Bear with me. But one of the problems a lot of clients they have is everybody wants access to data, and it's hard to get out of some applications. The other problem is most of our clients have typically invested in one or two BI tools, right? So I'm a Power BI user, I'm a, I'm a Cognos user, I'm a business object user. So what we've done is we've said, listen, we're going to provide our core reports in Cognos because it provides the most comprehensive set of reports we need. But if you want to do your own BI, we're going to provide you a second database with easily understandable tables and structures so you can access the data out of the system yourself. We've also eliminated that problem for users, which is we want to do BI, but we want to do it in our tool. Great. Here's a database, here's a copy, here's the data. Go get it when you want to get it and make your copies and do what you want to report on the way you want to report on it. And then there's an intermediate layer, which I did not talk about specifically, um, which is the performance engine. One of the things we've done, I'll just give you one more piece of that. One of the things we've done to make performance better is we have gone through and a lot of companies will use their use the, um, the standard sort of data interface to the database, uh, ODBC. We completely rewrote that ourselves because ODBC is notoriously slow and creates a lot of the problems. So what we did by rewriting our own ODBC layer, which is complicated, is we eliminated 
about 40% of the performance problems we had across the application there. Okay. And I th- think I saw somewhere you talked about security. What What's the security behind this? Who, who are you holding yeah. on? Great, great question, Phil. Security is obviously on everyone's mind today, right? No question. And it's certainly on my mind every single day. We do everything through AWS and AWS has a great set of security. We also provide our own security in the application, which is significant, as well as our own pen testing. We do all kinds of that stuff as well. So uh, we're pretty focused on security. We have uh, security experts on staff as well as we work with AWS's team pretty closely on that. Cool. And for those folks who don't know what pen testing is, it's just penetration testing, trying to get into your system. Yeah, thanks, Phil. We actually have our own internal guys who pen test, as well as we hire two separate companies who come in at different times in the year and try to get into the application. They provide a report, which comes as a part of our stock testing. So just try to make sure we do everything we can to be secure. How we keep you know, hackers out forever, I'm not quite sure, but I think you got to be as diligent as you can possibly be every single day. Uh, we've been fortunate so far. We've been uh, working really hard at it for a lot of years. And I think we're ahead of our competitors in terms of that. So that's good. Very good. All right. Our industry is facing a lot of challenges, Pete. How do you see your customers responding to them? You know, what changes do you see that are shaping the industry? Yeah, it, it's another great question, Phil. You guys are obviously prepared today. So thank you for that. A couple of things are interesting in our industry. I think for the first time, even though oil is back in the 60s, what we're seeing is, um, and sometimes 70s recently, right? What we're seeing is companies are taking this industry more seriously in terms of the need for profitability than ever before. And for good GNA costs, ultimately, right? What we saw for a long time was a little bit of abuse in terms of PE money and companies just not paying attention. Everybody thinking, well, once it gets old, it gets back to 70, 80, 90, 100, whatever, then we won't need to care about that. What we're actually seeing now is a diligence towards GNA cost control. And so what's happening is people are saying to themselves, listen, we know oil is at 66 today. It's great. But we have to get ourselves to a point where when oil is at 50 or 40, we're still profitable. How do we do that? Because we know it's going to happen again. So finally, I think our industry is shifting in terms of how they respond to and plan for the the changes in the price of a barrel of oil, which is really, and, and an MCF of gas, right? And MBT of gas. So what we're seeing is really more responsibility from the industry in general. I think that's another thing that drives people to us because they're looking for ways to shift costs down in GNA. One of our clients, we offered them a deal um, a couple months ago, saved them $25 million over four years in GNA costs. It's pretty impressive numbers when you think about that, right? Yeah, that is. That's huge. That's absolutely huge. Well, let's let's shift gears here just a little bit. We'll talk about a recent acquisition that you made. So Course Logistics, that's something that you acquired here recently. Tell us about that acquisition and what does that really mean for you? Absolutely. We're very excited about Chorus. Um, Jeff O'Block is the CEO there. And if you know Jeff, and a lot of people in the industry do, he is a really brilliant guy and he's built a product that's different than what anybody else can do. So we transport things really well on a pipeline. What Jeff does and what Chorus does for us now is Chorus moves anything, anywhere on any mode you want to move it on. So boats, barges, trains, trucks, whatever. And he is very effective in his ability to help you understand how it's going to move, what's going to move, what's going to cost you to move those modes and to plan that. So what Jeff's product for us does is one, obviously allows us to move things on more than just a pipeline, right? But also it's going to factor very much into some of the new products we're building out in the future and some of the things we're doing there as well. So I'll say not only is it adding EBITDA and clients for us um, and sales for us, it's a great product for us for the future. And Jeff is a phenomenal mind. He and his team are just brilliant. So we're really excited to have those guys join us. They've been a great addition already. It sounds like this acquisition opens up uh, things for you even outside of the oil and gas sector. Is that true? That's exactly right, Phil. And that's exactly where we're going. You got it. Okay. So what plans do you have going forward? If you can share, are there going to be any other acquisitions or additions coming down the pike? 
Yeah, it's a great question. So one of the things we're doing is we are trying to not be the same as our competitors in the space like P2 and Quorum, right? What we're looking for is how do we make it, how do we do things that make sense for acquisition? So I'm not looking to just add companies to add even our clients, right? What I'm looking for is what is a what is an addition that either expands my product or expands my functionality or my business in a way that it makes strategic long-term sense? Well, like course did, right? So I've got a couple of acquisitions working now. These will probably look a little bit odd to some people who don't understand where we're going long-term. Basically, what's happening in the industry is we're looking for opportunities to, to make our products better, but we're going to keep it on the same platform. So what we do when we get some, some product in is we look for either is it on the same or similar platform to ours, but what do we have to do to get it there? Because... The one thing I don't want to be is I don't want to be the vendor who provides different products on different platforms, tries tries to merge them together and say, oh, this is it. This is the pretend it's pretend it's all seamless integration, even though it's not. So we're not going to sell different databases to clients. Here's an here's part of our application Oracle, part of our stuff in SQL Server. That's a bunk, right? We're not doing that kind of stuff. We're going to create one single solution like we have for years, continue that as we go forward. Very good. So what else is coming down the pipe? Anything that you can share that might continue to pique people's interest in your product? Yeah, we've got a bunch of stuff happening. And one of the things I'm most excited about now is our We Measure product. We're in a consortium with Phillips 66. We're working closely with those guys. And what we're doing is we're building the next competitor to FlowCal. So FlowCal is a great product out there in the market. They got acquired a couple of years ago. Um, we think we can provide a better service model, a better product model, a better cost model long-term. Working with Phillips 66, we're working on the liquid side today. We're also going to work on the gas side after that. So we've done some gas functionality now, but gas will be a real focus for us in 2022 as we finish up liquids in 2021. And then at our We Connect, which is our user conference, which happens October 6th to the 8th in San Antonio, we're going to announce some new products and new expansion that we've got. So we're focusing on at the conference. You guys are welcome to come if you like. Um, I'm, very, <laughs> I'm very excited to say what we're going to announce there will be pretty revolutionary for a company in our space. We're pretty excited about it. Uh, that sounds exciting. So, Pete, you've got a captive audience. Tell them why they should choose W Energy Software. Man, that's a great one. I appreciate it. So, I'm going to go back to the three reasons we started this business, right? Which were, I looked at the business and said, why should we start a company in oil and gas when there's already competitors there? And I think there's three reasons we did it. And the three reasons are the same reasons you should pick us today, which are number one, we provide a service experience that's above all different than anybody else's. We actually care about our clients. Every single client matters to me. I don't care how small you are, how large you are. If we make a deal with someone, if it's verbal or, or financial or written, I don't care. If we've made a deal, we're going to stick to that deal. We're going to honor. Okay. Number two is just our technology is so much better and faster than everybody else's. And frankly, our competitors are behind and they can't really invest the same way we can because there's, a, well, there's a variety of reasons, but usually it's debt and other things, but they just can't invest the way we can. So that's nice. We don't have much debt in the books at all. And then number three is really coming back to total cost of ownership, right? So a total cost of ownership being half of our competitors, most of those guys over four or five years, it's a tremendous savings, tremendous opportunity to improve GNA costs for an organization. I think those are the reasons people should pick us as they go forward. Well, as you mentioned, GNA is certainly the opportunity I think that most companies have paid attention to a lot in the in the past year or two. I mean, even in this COVID environment that we're in, I mean, thinking about you know what what's needed really to run an office and how you can function with people working from home and those kinds of things too. But again, it's like we've got to get our our house in order in terms of GNA to make sure that we're profitable going forward, no matter what the price stack is, as you said. Absolutely agree. Well, it's been great to have you here today on the podcast and to find out more about Energy Soft uh, W Energy Software. Rather, appreciate you coming out to do that. Any parting thoughts that you might have that you want to share with our listeners? Anything that we haven't covered? 
You know, I appreciate that. I think what I would say to people out there, if you haven't taken a look at us, you should just look and see because we're going to be so different than anything you've imagined. It'll be shocking, right? People, a lot of times I'll hear saying like, oh, it's another software vendor. We're not just another software vendor. So take a look and see what you think. Um, Ask anybody in the industry about us. One of the things we'll do is we invite prospects to our user conference. A couple of years ago, we did something really fun. Um, we had uh, both um, Shell and P66 at the user conference. And I introduced them. I said, hey, Shell guys, stand up. P66 guys, stand up. They did that. I said, okay, guys, listen, I want you guys, rest of my clients, I want you to tell them what you think of us without us in the room. You guys be straight and honest with them. You guys tell them what you, want, what you think about us, what it's like working with us, et cetera. And uh, this is before we've done any projects with P66, which we've done a number now. And so um, they did that. P66 signed up with us the next week, got everything done because they came to the user conference. They wanted to hear what people thought. And what people will tell you is we're not perfect. It's a complicated business. We actually care about our clients. I care personally about every single client we're working with. I'll get a lot of hugs at the conference. I'll tell people I love those guys. And I do. I mean that sincerely. When you join the Waterfield family, the WNG family, you're a part of what we're, we are about for the long haul. We, you're a part of our family. We mean that. Thanks. I appreciate you sharing that. It's great to hear. But thanks for being our guest today, Pete. My pleasure. Thanks, guys, for having me. Well, this wraps up the episode that we had today on the podcast. We thank everyone for listening and join us for our next episode coming soon. Yeah, thanks, everybody, for joining with us. And uh, if you want to find out more about W Energy, we'll have those links in the show notes. You can find those at oilandgasaccountingpodcast.com and uh, look for this episode on W Energy Software. Until next time. If you're an oil and gas operator who wants to simplify and automate the way you handle distributions, joint interest billings, and you use QuickBooks, you'll want to see a free demo of our software at Sureware. Our software was designed to simplify the distribution and accounting processes for operators by integrating directly with your QuickBooks company. On average, we save our users more than 10 hours each week and $40,000 a year in payroll costs by automating the distribution process from start to finish. All you have to do is go to sureware.com backslash demo right now and book a free walkthrough of the software to see if we can help speed up your distributions. That's all for this week's episode. We are so glad you're a loyal listener and spreading the news about the podcast. Make sure you listen, subscribe, and leave us a review.